Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll feature Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. You'll also hear from Jeff Gamet of the Mac Observer. We'll be talking about Apple's financials and the very curious disconnect between having record sales and seeing the stock price go down on the Tech Night Owl Live. From Tidbits, we have the managing editor himself, Josh Centers. He's also written a great book about Apple TV, and maybe there will be a new version in our near future. But right now, let's talk about Apple's summer of discontent. So, Josh, welcome back to the show, and let me ask you the key question here. So, Apple reports record sales and profits. Sales of the iPhone increased 35% over last year. 47.5 million of them were sold. There's no other single smartphone that matches the iPhone. But Wall Street is having a freakout. What's going on here? Well, well, I'll say for one thing, it's a good time to buy Apple stock because it's it's dropped quite a bit as we record this. You know, I mean, this is just kind of the problem with Wall Street in general, right? It's uh, you know, in, in theory, it's rational, but in practice, it's not. And and it's kind of scary how much our economy is tied up in this crazy thing. But you know, I I, I, I suspect one of the issues is that Apple is being cagey about Apple Watch sales numbers. And, and they've said it's because they don't want to give anything away to competitors. But that's kind of a weird excuse because, I mean, they, they you know, list uh, you know, iPhone sales numbers, Mac sales numbers, even the faltering iPad sales numbers. You know, why not Apple Watch? So I, I think there's a lot of um, hesitation about that. That's probably the, mo- the most, uh, the, the simplest explanation I could offer. Let's look at that here. It doesn't make sense to me either. It's not as if Apple was afraid to admit when product sales are down. They admit that iPad sales are down. But they made this strategic decision some months back, before the first Apple Watch came out, not to reveal those figures, claiming it would impact competitors. But now you have figures all over the place, as low as 2 million something, one saying something like 4.2 million based on Apple's figures for the other category. So we have two disparate figures and other variations thereof spread out amongst a whole bunch of industry analysts. So we have a situation here where in the absence of saying anything, there's obviously a range of speculation. And we assume that competitors have a fair idea where it really lies. So why is this being withheld? What they're saying is nonsense. It's odd. Well, and, and there's a telling statement by Tim Cook where he said that he's less worried about what the what the the current sales are, and he's more focused on building a platform for the future. And to me, I mean, I mean, even though he said Apple Watch is doing quite well, that's that's kind of a relative thing, right? It's sort of like um, you know, a lot of Apple pundits make fun of Amazon because they'll say we've sold more Kindles than ever. Well, how many did you sell? Uh, we're, we're not going to say. <laughs> and so Apple's kind of doing the same thing here. It's all kind of relative. I, you know, I, I think what's probably happening is Apple Watch probably isn't selling. I mean, I'm sure it's selling well, but it's probably not selling the kind of numbers that crazy Wall Street people are expecting. You know, it's probably not selling the the kind of iPhone numbers that took years to build up. I think they're keeping that a secret for now until they have some huge numbers they can brag about. Right. But consider what they said. It outsold in the first nine weeks 
the iPad and the iPhone in their first nine weeks. So the iPhone, they sold 1 million, roughly. The iPad, they sold 3 million, roughly. So if Apple says 3.1 million Apple Watches, this is faster than we sold the first iPad, that would be good, wouldn't it? Uh, Maybe. I don't, <laughs> you never know how Wall Street's going to respond to these things. I, I don't think there's any number they could have sold right away outside of like 20 million that wouldn't have had uh, you know Wall Street looking down at Apple. I, I just think uh, it's sort of a no-win scenario, at least in the short term. So you're saying here, no matter what Apple delivered as sales, assuming it's in the three to four million range, and I said two new recent analysts say four million or four point two million, that would never have been enough. Probably not. Probably not. And well, and also, you know, I think there's also the other angle of, you know, they they want to keep that kind of pressure off as they build the the Apple Watch up. You know, they don't want the, the Apple Watch team, they don't, you know, themselves don't want to be focusing so much on, on what the numbers are and the response to the numbers and have everyone, you know, cherry pick that and try to read tea leaves. You know, they, they just want the product to stand for itself and hopefully build up over time to be to have numbers similar, um, maybe not to the iPhone, at least the iPad or the um, or the iPod when it was in its prime. Okay, but it still feels speculation. And wouldn't you think that the speculation you have now, good, bad, ugly, whatever, is worse than just giving you the figures? It's having its impact. Well, no, I haven't seen a ton of speculation, Jay, but then again, I haven't really been looking for it either. I I try not to to read that sort of stuff. Um, But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Uh, You know, maybe they're just uh, experimenting here. You know, so I, I don't really know. I mean, you know, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the uh, in the Apple boardroom as they discuss these things. Um, but, you know, I, for now, it's going to remain a mystery. That That's all we really know. Well, it's a mystery, but you can certainly guess it has to be more than three million. Right. Well, we had a reader who uh, we reported on the quarter three results uh, yesterday. We had a reader that uh, I'm probably mispronouncing this uh, Ian Elohart. Who um, you know figured out the Apple Watch sales were at least eight hundred fifty million, but probably less than two point six billion. So he's thinking that they sold at least two and a half million of the the basic sport watch. So um, you know that's that's probably as close of a guess as anyone's going to get, at least at this point. Well, and also the the other issue too is the um, is production. You know, it's it's the product they're still learning how to make, and so. Um, you know, I, I do believe them when they say that they're, they've sold as many as they can make. And, you know, until they get those over those supply constraints and are able to really ramp things up, then that's also going to limit how much they can sell. Look, I understand the limitations here. I just think that Apple is doing it wrong because silence sounds worse. That's the problem. Silence sounds worse. Wall Street thinks Apple has something to hide. That's one reason why the stock price was down as of Wednesday of this week, 4%. Now, part of it also is being spooked by iPhone sales, although they're quite good. And you wonder here, you have some who suggested Apple would sell 50 million. They sold 47.5 million. That's perceived as a miss. By what standard? (laughs) Well, you know, these... uh these standards are sort of arbitrarily set, right? At least they seem so to us. So, 
you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really a financial. Uh, I mean, I used to work in finance. I'm not really a financial reporter. So, you know, the, the whole thing's uh, kind of interesting. I, I think ultimately, though, I don't think Apple's too worried about their stock price. Um, I don't think investors, I mean, well, you know, part of the thing is too, is, you know, if there was a sell off coming, you know, people wanted to offload to liquidate some of their stock yesterday was a good time to do it. Today's, you know, probably not as good of a time to do it. Um, so that could have fueled some things too, but you know, I, I don't, of course, uh, I of course don't personally invest in Apple. You know, that wouldn't be ethical for me as someone who reports on Apple. Uh, but you know, most of the people I know who do have money in Apple are still pretty happy with it because of the, you know, they have a pretty generous uh, dividend now. So, you know, long term, I, I don't think Apple has to worry about about its stock. And just bear in mind here when it comes to specific numbers. We understand that Samsung is not doing very well with the new Galaxy S6 series. The other smartphone makers are doing worse than Apple and worse than Samsung. Apple has 92% of the profits. And if that's not good, <laughs> what do we say about all those others? We do say this. We have Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, let Bitdefender worry about security. Just enjoy your Mac. Bitdefender Antivirus for Mac. Complete protection 24-7. And take a selfie with your Mac, post it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and tag it Hug-A-Mac for a chance to win a MacBook Air. To learn more, go to bitdefender.com backslash hugamac. Bitdefender.com backslash hugamac. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Thousands of people seeking home security get ripped off every day. And the home security industry wants you to believe that's your only option. They've got hordes of salesmen out there trying to scare you into signing one of their long-term contracts. You get stuck writing huge checks month after month with no way out. It's robbery by contract, and it can cost you thousands. But there's a better way to protect your home. Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has no contracts. None. You'll get award-winning 24-7 protection. Security professionals watching over your home, ready to instantly send police to the rescue for just $14.99 per month. That's less than half what most companies charge. Protect your home the smart way. Visit simplysafedefense.com today for an exclusive 10% offer and get a free keychain remote worth $25. Only when you go to simplysafedefense.com. Simplysafedefense.com. You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. 
Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. Everyone says or does something silly once in a while. Even very smart, very accomplished people. It's part of being human. A quote taken out of context. Context, a legal problem, an unfortunate photograph? Once that embarrassing thing is on the internet, it can spread like a terrible rash because people love to dig up dirt, even when it's not real dirt. Put it to rest. Call for a free expert analysis today from Reputation.com. It only takes 30 seconds. 800-831-0771. Businesses, public figures, and professionals turn to Reputation.com for good reason. We protect your online image by helping make sure that when people search for you or your business, they find the most current accurate information possible reputation.com because word travels fast learn more about what the experts at reputation.com can do for you call for a free analysis today 800-831-0771 that's 800-831-0771 we'd like to hear from you if you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We have Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. We're talking about Apple's financials and about the fact that Wall Street wasn't impressed with iPhone sales and is concerned about Apple Watch sales. Now, really, the test for the Apple Watch, I guess, and you can make your own conclusions, Josh Centers, the test for the Apple Watch comes during the holiday season after Watch OS 2 is out. At that particular point in time, Apple's going to have more dealers handling it. going to be a lot easier to get one without waiting. So do you think here that that's where we'll see how Apple Watch really does? If they sell a lot during the holiday quarter, they've got something on their hands. It's not now, because now it's still kind of a shakedown cruise. You know, maybe. We'll, we'll just have to keep an eye on the other products category, which um, is what they're using to mix together iPod, uh, Apple Watch, Beats, electronics, and, and accessories, and some other random things. So that's something to keep an eye on. I think it'll probably be a year or two, maybe longer, I mean, maybe never, who knows, before they actually break out the Apple Watch numbers. Um, so so I, I think if uh, you're the type who's you know interested in following this, you know, I, you know, when it comes to the Apple Quarter Four report, the the Quarter One 2016 report, which that'll really reflect the Christmas season. I think the other products category is is what you want to look at, and um, I'm hoping um, to tra- start tracing that in tidbits. It's it's been a little tricky, you know. I like to do a chart, uh, a line graph every time uh, we report on App- Apple's quarterlies, and uh, you know, I like to you know compare how they did Quarter Three. You know, well, this is Quarter Three, so you know, Quarter Three, you know, 2012 to now. 
for some reason, numbers uh, didn't like that I tried to make a chart with two empty spaces because, of course, they only started doing the other products category in 2014. So, um, you know, that skewed things a bit. So that, that's something we're going to have to start um, keeping a close eye on. And uh, but, but even then, it's going to be hard to tell because they just released those new iPods. So that, that probably boosts that category a bit. And that may, that may be part of the thought process. You know, if they put Apple Watch into this other products category, you know, then they release a new iPod. And, and this is probably a time when Apple Watch sales are, are going to lag a bit, right? Because, you know, the, the, the initial heat has died down and we're not quite to the holiday shopping season yet. So this will probably be one of the weaker times. So now that I actually think about it <laughs> and, and I'm talking out loud about it, that, you know, it makes more sense that Apple release those iPods now to kind of boost that up a bit. So, um, uh, you know, just food for thought. But yeah, I would watch the other products category. Well, that's going to confuse everything. Now, the other issue here is we had this report not long ago from a marketing research company called Slice Intelligence from Palo Alto, California. They have no record of accuracy. And they use these opt-in tests where you become part of a panel that they check your receipts, I guess. And therefore, from those receipts based on online sales, they assume how a product's going to sell. They reported that sales for the Apple Watch tanked in June. Tim Cook says, no, that's our best month ever. You know, April, May, June, more was sold in June. So that survey was wrong. Mm -hmm. So that makes things all the more confusing. That's why I think that Tim Cook still really should have released some figures because the absence of figures doesn't help their situation because people get suspicious. Nobody believes anything. Nobody believes Apple because Apple used to always give out sales figures. They only hold off figures on something declining like the iPod. Of course, the other exception is the iPad. Sales were down again. Tim Cook said that the new multitasking features of iOS 9, the new business deal with IBM, that would help. Plus the Upgrade cycle. Maybe people now with the first and second generation iPads will consider upgrading, and that could help in the fall when the new models come out. Maybe. What do you think? Well, I, I think it's a sound strategy. You know, I mean, one of the problems with the iPad, and especially since iOS 7, is that Apple hasn't really been taking advantage of all the extra screen space. So it's been harder to justify buying one. Well, there's also the issue of people don't really have much of a reason to replace them. We reported on the, on the faltering iPad sales. We had readers chime in to say, well, I've, I've had the same iPad for years, and it's it's working fine, so I don't see any need to replace it. Because for most people, they just use it as a, you know, kind of a general web browsing device. For most people, I don't think there's a killer app besides a web browser for the iPad, so there's not much pressure to upgrade. Now, you notice um, in iOS 9, a lot of the new multitasking features require at least an iPad Air or later, and the, the new split-screen mode requires an iPad Air 2 or later. <laughs> so that that's I think Apple's hoping that's going to push some people to upgrade. You know, when they come out with the new iPads, uh, you know, people keep talking about an iPad Pro, and eh, that wouldn't surprise me. But I'm glad to see Apple finally taking... You know, finally doing something different with the iPad, finally starting to take advantage of that screen real estate. You know, they have these new features like slide over, the the picture-in-picture thing, the split screen. And uh, also, you can now store uh, more apps in a folder on the iPad. Um, They're adding, you know, those extra keyboard shortcuts. A lot of little things like that that I think will will make a big difference. And, And I know for me personally, I've been running the iOS 9 beta for a while on my iPad Air. 
and I don't use my iPad Air much. <laughs> just I mean, it's been sitting you know uncharged in a drawer for a while. But now with the beta, I've actually started using it more because it's it's actually more useful. Uh, you know, now that I can you know have two apps on the screen at once. Now that I can you know keep watching a video as I browse the web, uh, it, it does make the iPad more compelling. All right, that's important. Also, I think in helping Apple compete against the Surface, the Microsoft Surface, because Microsoft announced that there was a fairly hefty increase in Surface sales in the past quarter. Everything else was pretty bad there, or most things. Office sales were down. Windows sales were down. And obviously, they've got this problem taking the $7.6 billion write-down because of the Nokia handset division purchase, which didn't work out, and restructuring, getting rid of 7,800 employees by the end of the year. So Microsoft showed a loss. So that didn't help with their particular position, but the Surface appears to be starting to do reasonably well. And by adding multitasking features, Apple can better compete against something like that. Right. You know, I don't think Apple's particularly threatened by the Surface, but I think Microsoft's basic idea is a good one. You know, to me, it's, it's somewhat compelling. I mean, this whole idea of having a tablet that can also be your laptop and just kind of, kind of be your general purpose computer, you know, it's tempting. But, you know, I've tried, I've tried surfaces in the past. And now, mind you, this was with uh, Windows 8 and uh, not the upcoming Windows 10, which, which for my testing seems a lot better than Windows 8. But, um, you know, I, I, I just found it a very confusing experience. You know, that's something that Apple, you know, this is a historic pattern. Microsoft will come up with something first, and then Apple will come along and actually get it right. You know, the uh, same thing happened with tablets, uh, and, you know, some other things. Uh so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I guess if the question is, you know, is Apple going to come out with a Surface competitor? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but I think in the race to merge the desktop and mobile, uh, I think Apple has a way better head start than Microsoft, even though Microsoft seems further ahead. But I, I think they're also going in the wrong direction. They're going faster, but in the wrong direction. We have Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books on hand. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Ally. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. Bye now. Now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. 
people who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. And I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, who includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Call 1-800-714-6993. 1-800-714-6993. 1-800-714-6993 today. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. We have Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books on hand. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. And we've been talking here briefly about Apple's financials, about the iPad, about the prospects for the future to get sales going up again, if that's possible, and also about Microsoft, what Microsoft is doing. And we have, of course, Windows 10. Now, I saw this set of benchmarks in one of the PC publications for Windows 10 compared to Windows 8.1, and they were hardly any different. The only difference is that Windows 10 supports DirectX 12, and that's supposed to be faster. It's supposed to be the Windows equivalent of Metal on the Mac and iOS. So using more of the graphics processor for different functions, giving you better performance. But the performance gains so far 
were not really that much. And they were using a version of Windows 10 that is the release to manufacturing or very close. So something that is equivalent roughly to what the people are going to get when they download the final version. Still, it works well enough, but it looks like Microsoft would have done better if this was Windows 8 and not the other thing that became Windows 8 because now Microsoft has to catch up. I've never heard anything bad about the performance in Windows 8. In fact, that's one of the things I've always heard that defends it. Oh, the performance is a lot better than 7. And, uh, you know, that's probably right. But the problem with Windows 8 was it's often been referred to as a schizophrenic interface. That's not really the correct term. Uh, it, 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 you know, Windows 8 has this bizarre interface where you press the start button and instead of getting a start menu, you get like this whole other interface that pops up on your screen, this this weird tablet tile world uh, interface. And the big, the biggest change with Windows 10 is that, oh, it brings back the start menu. Well, at least uh, the biggest, the most obvious change. I won't say the biggest. Um, I'm sure they've done lots of under the hood stuff, a lot of uh, things I'm probably uh, not aware of. I'll tell you briefly about Windows 10. We got the start menu, which is just bringing back an old feature with a bit of a tiled look. But they also promise virtual desktops like Spaces on the Mac and a version of multitasking and showing multiple windows similar to Mission Control. So in that respect, they're copying the Mac. They're adding Cortana, which is, of course, the Microsoft equivalent of Siri. So the argument being raised, of course, is whether Apple should have Siri on desktop Macs. And I can see reasons why not, but that's what Microsoft is adding. And there's some other stuff. There's a new browser called Edge. Now, Edge, of course, is based on a fork of the same browser engine as Internet Explorer. And by any other measurement, it would be like the next version of Internet Explorer. But instead of calling it Internet Explorer, because that has a bad name for being not such a good browser, they call it Edge. But that, of course, is product marketing. It's not an all-new browser. It's just, to me, from what I can see, a refinement of the Internet Explorer. Right. I think while I was using it, it was still called Spartan. It's been a while since I've ran Windows 10. Project Spartan, yeah. Right, which is named after a video game character. Well, so is Cortana, which uh, I don't think was working, or it wasn't working properly when I, last time I tried Windows 10. Here's the problem with Windows 10, and, and maybe this has been fixed. Uh, you can let me know if it has, but it still has a lot of that split personality thing going on. Like, for instance, there's a tablet mode. You can enable, even if you're on, you know, a PC or a laptop without a touchscreen. And it's it's like, why is that there? <laughs> you know, uh, and once you get into it, it's hard to figure out how to get out of it. And it's one of those things, yeah, it makes sense for, for an operating system meant to be on tablets and desktops. So it's one of those things like, why is this showing up if I'm not using this on a tablet? Well, and there's also the problem of there's duplicates of a lot of the built-in apps. Like, for instance, uh I think it's Sound Recorder. I think that's what they call it in Windows. You know, it's a simple app that just records your voice, plays it back. There, there's the old version. There's the old Windows version uh, for desktop mode. And then there's a uh, like an app version for the for the tile mode. You know, and if you go to go into the start menu and you search for, you know, Sound Recorder, you come up with both of those. It's like, why do I need both of these? You know, just pick one and and make it work on both. You know, I, I don't, why do I need two versions of the same app? And there's lots of apps that do that. It's just very strange. It's just, the whole thing I just find to be very, very strange. You know, I, I realize I, I've been separate from the Windows world for a while. So, uh, you know, there's going to be some things there that are going to be odd to me anyway uh, after being spoiled by the Mac. But 
I mean, even from like my recollection of I spent many years using mostly Windows and yeah, there's there's interface oddities, but I don't, <laughs> having two apps or stuff, that's just weird and confusing. Doesn't seem now, necessary. Now, cloud systems is big for Microsoft. They're hoping to get more and more licensees for Office 365. But the iCloud Drive, which has gone through many different names, it's known as OneDrive, but as a fact of the matter, it's gone through a number of different names over the years. I won't attempt to recall them all. Don't ask me to explain this. Now this makes sense. <laughs> and old versions and new versions... And the schizophrenia still prevails. Now, in theory, the way Windows 10 is supposed to work is that if you start your PC in tablet mode, use it as a tablet, it's supposed to switch the operating system to the one that is more suitable for touch. And I guess in theory, then, it should automatically turn back to the other one when you go back to desktop use. You don't use it as a tablet anymore. But I can see that's going to cause all sorts of confusion because somebody has one device and they see two different operating systems. And people don't want to see that. I understand Microsoft's logic that they want to tailor the experience for the way you're using it, but this is just going to goof people up. It's just going to cause problems. It's going to be maybe not as bad as the mess that was Windows 8, but that's still a really silly decision. Yeah, and, and Nadella was kind of left between a rock and a hard place because Balmer made some very questionable decisions, such as the uh, the Nokia acquisition, which has turned out to just be nothing but disastrous. Uh, you know, this whole idea of merging uh, mobile and desktop into one thing, and uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not quite sure how to fix it. Um, uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're in a real mess here. And that's not to say that, you know, Windows 10 doesn't have some cool things. You know, like the, the whole integration between Xbox and, and Windows and the desktop, I think is really cool. And uh, and that's definitely something it has going for it. Um, you know, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's a tricky problem in the computing world. This This divide between mobile and desktop and, you know, how do you... Uh, you know, make one work well at the other. And, you know, Apple's taken one approach, which is, you know, they try to, you know, build both up as separate products to be the best they can be. And then, you know, and and they kind of do round robin on features. You know, something will come to one and then move to the other platform and so on and so on in a circle. And, you know, Microsoft's trying to do everything all at once. Um, and so far, Apple's approach seems to be, have worked a lot better, right? You know, you know, you mentioned Microsoft moving into this whole cloud space, and I, you know, I'm not quite. Sh- I mean, uh, I, I don't know. This is a business I'm, I'm somewhat unfamiliar with, so um, you know, I mean, but it seems like uh, they're Azure. I think they still call it Azure. Azure. Uh, it seems Azure. Azure. Um, uh, it seems to be uh, like developers seem to like it. So, you know, I, I guess they compete with uh, Amazon Web Services there. So, you know, that that's a promising, uh, you know, that's a promising avenue for them, I suppose. And, and they're really trying to push everyone to the subscription model. But th- that's the problem is that they've never been able to move off Windows and Office. And, and now they're just moving on to Office as a, as a subscription instead of Office as a product. So, I mean, the, although they are going to offer the... Uh, new version of office my understanding is they're going to offer it as a uh, uh as an individual purchase so um i don't know I, I, well they got this hololens thing going on too you know they, they got all these uh, different <laughs> things they're trying to do and and um 
you know, Microsoft and Google both seem kind of lost in the weeds. You know, I mean, say what you will about Apple, um, and, and Apple definitely has its own problems and challenges it's dealing with, but at least they seem like they kind of have a plan, they have a roadmap. You can kind of figure out what they're going to do next. Uh, Google and Microsoft, I mean, you know, they're still making a pretty good amount of money, uh, or at least rev- they're bringing a lot of revenue, I suppose, but... Um, you know, what's their big next step? You know, what's their next thing? And I honestly don't know. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be what they have now, I would guess. Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books is with us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Everyone says or does something silly once in a while. But once that embarrassing thing is on the Internet, it can spread like a terrible rash. Put it to rest. Get a free expert analysis today from Reputation.com. It only takes 30 seconds. 800-831-0771. We protect your online image by helping to make sure that when people search for you or your business, they find the most current, accurate information possible. Reputation.com. Because word travels fast. Call for a free analysis today. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. 
Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30% while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should too. Find out what they know. Call us and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Now, supposedly, if I understand Windows 10 and the game plan here, instead of having a Windows 11, Microsoft will have ongoing feature updates every few months. So they will slowly add the next version of Windows into the current version. And I'm thinking here, Microsoft makes most of the money from businesses. Now, a lot of businesses are not going to bother with Windows 10, especially because they want to see that it works properly, that it will be compatible with their apps that will not introduce new compatibility issues. So that's the first thing. You have that skepticism. And then you have another situation here where, as we all know, when updates are fed to an operating system, system admins are not just going to download and install it, they're going to test it. And after testing it, they'll decide whether to deploy those updates to their system. Now, if you're getting fairly major feature upgrades every few months for Windows 10, that means they got to stop every few months, retest everything, make sure these updates don't cause new problems, make sure these updates are suitable in their work environment, and then make a decision. And all you're doing is giving tech admins more work to do because Microsoft wants to sell Windows as a service, so they expect you, to, I guess, to pay forever a lot of their enterprise customers and just get ongoing updates. That's not going to work. The big updates are just part of you know IT life, right? Now I know a lot of uh, businesses. Uh, you know, the my previous job, I worked for a Fortune 500 company, and you know, they, they went from XP to seven, they skipped Vista and then they skipped, uh, they skipped windows eight entirely was my understanding. I'm assuming they'll probably go with windows 10. If for no other reason, then Microsoft will stop supporting windows seven at some point, if it hasn't already. No, um, it's a few more years. No. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> meanwhile, you have, uh, my wife's work, which is a school. And, um, of course, like any government institution, they, they went with Vista <laughs> and then they skipped Windows 7 to go to Windows 8. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that's how mo that's how most businesses I've been familiar with though, tend to do things. They, they tend to skip one version of Windows. You know, they, they tend to go every other version of Windows. And, and, and usually that's, if you're on the right side of that, that's not a bad thing to do because uh, that's usually the, you know, the best version of Windows is usually every other one, right? So, like, you know, uh, XP was pretty good. Vista was pretty much terrible. Uh, seven was pretty good. 
and then uh, eight, you know, was was horrible. And then uh, you know, ten looks like it's probably gonna be okay. So uh, yeah, not looking forward to Windows eleven. <laughs> or, or well, now they've said that Windows ten is the last version of Windows, right? They're they're just gonna do uh, the the incremental updates now, right? There won't um, be a Windows eleven. It's gonna be unlike the Mac. And I suppose what they want to do here is do what Adobe did with Creative Cloud, which is to ultimately have Windows as not something that you install or buy yourself, but you subscribe to. So if you buy a new PC and you want to continue to get Windows updates, I guess you can subscribe to it and pay forever. And that's what they want. They want you to pay forever. Notice how they're doing that with Office. So we have Office 2016 for the Mac. You want it now? It's available. But you have to be a subscriber to Office 365, which is something like either $7 a month or $10 a month. And you can buy an annual contract. Now, $10 a month actually is quite a good deal. You get five licenses designed for home users. And it can be five Macs, five PCs, or any mixture. Five tablets. Also, each user gets one terabyte of OneDrive cloud storage. Sounds like a pretty good deal. So they make Office 2016 available strictly for Office 365 subscribers. And there's a business version. Next month, it'll be available for businesses. And in September, it'll be available as a retail product, like Windows and Office is now. All right. The question here, of course, is why are they releasing it for the cloud first? Because they want to get you to subscribe. You can't wait for it. Go to the cloud. Now, I understand the pricing makes a lot of sense. If you have all five users and you're paying $10 a month, that's $2 per user. That's a pretty good deal. And I would recommend it if that's what you want. Of course, you're paying forever. That's part of it right there. You stop paying or you're negligent about it. At some point in time, your copy of Office is crippled. I don't think it completely stops working. It's severely crippled as to what it does. So do you see Microsoft moving Windows into that direction eventually? You know, I mean, maybe for the uh, uh, enterprise world, because businesses like this stuff, right? Like big businesses like this stuff, you know, like just having the one bill to pay every month. That's easy to budget, um, easy to plan for. You know, you always have the next thing. Um, Home users, uh, I don't think they like that. I mean, I, I think this will actually push more people to the Mac. Uh, you know, if, if they try to push this for, for home use, because, you know, Apple has a compelling argument here. You know, they say, hey, you buy the Mac. Yeah, it's a little more expensive, but you buy the Mac. You get OS updates every year for free. You get, you know, all the software you probably, most people probably need. You know, you can listen to music, you can make videos, you can make your own music, you can, you can do all the office stuff. It's all free. It's all there. The updates are free. You don't have to pay for anything else and, until it's time to get a new Mac. And at least for people like me, that's that's a compelling argument, right? You know, it's uh, you know, just buy the one thing and you're done. You know, so I, I think if they try to push that, I'm sure they will at some point. Uh, you know, I, I think every big software house uh, wants to try and do that. You know, where, where everyone's paying a monthly fee, but I, I don't think um, I don't think consumers. I don't really like using that word, but it's not really a better word here. But I don't think consumers really like doing that. You know, it's. You know, it's bad enough. You know, I mean, how many how many bills do you have already? You know, you got to pay to keep your lights on, your water on, your uh, you know, your cable, your Netflix, your internet. Uh, 
you know, do people really want a monthly Windows bill too? I, I really don't think so. Well, just think about the monthly bill for your office apps. And there could be an argument for that if Microsoft is more frequent in delivering Mac updates. Remember, I'm saying there's five licenses, five user licenses there. If you buy a standard license, it's one or two or something like that. So, for example, if you want to use it and your wife wants to use it and the kid wants to use it, you have a problem. Suddenly, this way, overall, maybe... It's comparable or cheaper. Obviously, Microsoft is releasing a lot of stuff for iOS and now for Android. So their belief is that they can get cloud sales on the Mac platform, especially for people who already are using Office in their business. So might as well use it at home, come out with a really nice version. It's stable and not so much of a pig as previous versions of Office. Then they've got it for your iPhone, for your iPad, very well optimized for the iPad. If you have Android, it's available for Android. So by doing that, Microsoft is looking to grab money, grab income from all the major platforms. You don't have to have Windows to use Microsoft products. Right. Well, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's the main thing they've been doing. I think it's a smart strategy, um, which is, you know, they're developing for iOS and, well, I mean, they've been developing for Mac for years, but they're expanding their stuff to iOS and, and even Android. And, uh, you know, that's really Microsoft's roots, right? Because, I mean, you know, you know, their, their first big thing other than DOS was, uh, m- you know, making Office for the Mac. So I, I think it's one thing that's smart on uh, Microsoft's part. Um, it, well, and, you know, here, here's one of the things, going back to the Windows thing, you know, most people don't buy a copy of Windows. Most people just get their copy of Windows with their PC and, and they don't bother with it until they get a new computer. I, I, and that's one of the things I don't think people are going to want to um, buy a new computer and then have to pay a $10 monthly fee to keep using their computer. So, you know, that's that's another thing where I just don't think that plan, at least for consumers, will uh, will take off. Now, what they're offering here with Windows 10 is, If you have Windows 7 or Windows 8 or 8.1, actually you have to go to 8.1 first, that's a free update, you get a free upgrade to Windows 10. Mm -hmm. You have a year to do it. Now, after that year, supposedly, you have to pay the retail price. That makes even less sense. You know, it's going to be free. All right, fine. Supposedly, it's a downloadable update. It should install properly. I don't know. I installed the fresh version of the Windows Insider public beta which I'm told will be upgradable to the final version as of the 29th of July, although supposedly the version I have is the final version. I don't know. But at least there, Microsoft isn't looking to grab money from you if you're paying already $40, which is what the OEMs pay roughly. They're paying roughly $40 of your PC purchase to get Windows. You get that new PC with Windows, the upgrade to 10 is free. You don't have to. Now, Obviously, Microsoft may look for something more, but Microsoft earns so much more of the Windows income from the sale of new PCs and licenses to businesses, maybe they don't care so much about customers. Because if a customer is getting Windows free and used to the platform, when they buy a new PC, they'll buy a Windows PC, and that's where Microsoft gets paid. Josh Centers is here for a couple of more segments. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? 
Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Before we return to Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books, let me tell you about something we offer. We call it Tech Night Owl Plus. That's Tech Night Owl Plus. To learn more, go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. We answer the question of why there are so many commercials by offering a version of the show without the network ads at plus.technightowl.com for a very modest, speaking of subscriptions, monthly, annual, or five-year subscription fee. So we give up the income from ads, and you pay a very tiny bit per month and that's what makes it work. Plus.technightowl.com. We also give you better quality audio so you can hear the pristine tones from Josh Centers of Tidbits. We've been talking about Microsoft and some of the decisions they've made. And I feel we should maybe move on because I don't want to dwell on Microsoft. There's so much else going on. Now, there is an article from your friend and my friend, Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. He's well-connected with Apple, quite often gets scoops on Apple stuff first. He's also a musician, okay? Professional musician. He knows some big people in the industry. I mean, you look at him, you say, that's a hard rock artist, right? He looks like the part with the <laughs> long beard and everything, right? Right. He gets Apple Music, and then as of this week... When the show's being aired, he says, I want a divorce. What's going on there? Well, and specifically, 
Let me pull up what you said. Apple Music. This is the headline. Apple Music is a nightmare, and I'm done with it. <laughs> let's let's not pull punches, Gene. <laughs> so so his problem with it is that it, essentially it's been screwing up his music collection. It's uh, he's been trying to add things, and if Apple Music senses that's duplicate, it won't add the track, which is a problem. If you might you may have duplicates of songs. You know, for instance, you might have. The album, the origin, the song was originally on. And then you might have a best of compilation that also has that song. In his report, Apple Music isn't wanting the latest version of iTunes is not wanting to add that what it sees as a duplicate version to it. That seems like an easy enough problem to solve. The harder problem is that apparently a lot of his music has just uh, went missing. And then after he canceled Apple Music and and disabled it on his computer, then it took even more music with it. Thankfully, I haven't had these problems, but uh, you know we've heard lots of complaints from people, you know, all, all sorts of complaints about iTunes, and, and he's apparently heard uh, similar, uh, you know, or similar complaints himself on Twitter. So uh, this is a problem, and you know, and more to the point, even if this was an obscure issue, you know, here's the thing: Jim Dalrymple, you know, I mean, if Apple has a cheerleader in the press, it's Jim, right? You know, Jim likes almost everything Apple does and writes quite positively about it. So if Joe, Jim Dalrymple does not like something Apple has done, then you know it's bad. I mean, I, I joked on Twitter a few hours ago that, you know, if, uh, like, I, I would bet $100 that there's an on hands, uh, all hands on deck meeting about this right now. I'm sure there was today. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm harking back to the, uh, the, the alleged meeting about Mobile Me after uh, Walt Mossberg trashed it, and Steve Jobs comes in the room and you know saying Walt, Walt Mossberg trashed Mobile Me. He doesn't like it. He's our friend, you know, and he doesn't like like what we did. Can anyone tell me what Mobile Me is supposed to do? I can, I can just imagine a very similar thing happening today at Apple. Um, you know, there's serious problems they have to address. You know, the main thing, the main problem I see though. Is iTunes? That's the entire, almost the entire problem with Apple Music. Is you know, iTunes is ancient. It was built for a mix, rip, burn world. They've added so much junk to it. Um, you know, I mean, the main complaint we've heard is just the interface is impossible, and and I can't disagree. It's it's a terrible interface. I mean, even um, Kirk McLaren, who you know is is Mr. iTunes, has, has expressed frustration with it. You know, so if if your big if the your biggest proponents are irritated with your product, then something is wrong. And and they just really need to scrap iTunes and start over with it. I don't know if that means separate apps like an iOS or what, but you know, the problem is iTunes. The problem is they, they finally hit the tipping point. They've added too much stuff to iTunes and, and the cracks are really starting to show. Isn't that surprising about Jim Dalrymple? Of course, we've had a couple of shows here with people suggesting that iTunes be terminated with extreme prejudice. Certainly Peter Cohen. Vimore, also a longtime friend of ours, has suggested that he's not too happy with it. We know that our friend Kirk McElhern, who is the iTunes guy for Macworld, and he has a new Take Control book on iTunes 12, and he's none too happy with some of the things they've done. So it looks like Apple has some splaining to do. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And and this is something they need to address Swiftly, although, you know, from what Jim says, you know, and he knows plenty of people at Apple, he says they don't know what to do. So um, that's not a great sign. So this this is something they they really need to right the ship 
as soon as possible. But, you know, it's one of those things, even if they acknowledge the problem, I mean, all they can do is put duct tape on it for now, right? And, you know, but if the real problem is that iTunes just needs to go, then, you know, that's, it's going to take, a, it's going to take time to build a replacement. Um, and, and if we do see a replacement, it probably won't be until next June at the next WWDC when they're uh, showing off the next version of OS 10 and iOS. So, what do they do in the meantime? You know, I mean, I guess they try to patch what they can, but if they don't really know what the problem is, eh, and, and I would say, I would say, part of the reason they don't know what the problem is is probably because, I mean, the iTunes code base is ancient. I mean, even if they've cleaned it up a time or two, I, you know, I mean, when did I, when did Apple purchase? Uh, it was based on what? What was the app it was based on? Anyway, you know, iTunes was originally a purchase that Apple converted for its own uses, and that, that happened what two thousand two, around two thousand two thousand one. They bought SoundJam and SoundJam Sound Plus Jam. from Cassidy and Green. They brought over Jeffrey Robin, who's now a software vice president for Apple, to do it. Robin, by the way, also worked on Apple TV and the iPod. So he's a pretty skilled guy, but obviously he has to work under the direction of Apple, and they need to fix things. Right now, the biggest problem appears to be the corrupted databases. This is part and par- parcel of what Jim Dalrymple is experiencing. And obviously, we notice that Apple didn't say much of anything about Apple Music during the quarterly conference call. Do you recall anything? No, although services are, you know, I think services hit a new record and uh, they're doing quite well. Although I think most of that was Apple Pay. I'm not sure if Apple Music factored into this quarterly report. Well, especially since no one, I don't think anyone's paid for it yet, right? So, um, you know, that's something we'll have to wait until the trial period's over to really, you know, see if that has an effect. Yes, indeed. Definitely going to have to see how that works out. So, once again, Apple Music, they lost Jim Dalrymple. How many others will they lose? I'm still keeping it going, but I have till the end of September to decide whether I will pay for it or give it up. I'm halfway one or halfway the other. I don't know yet. Let's move on to some other topics. So we have, for example, another issue here. And I'm going to frame it in a way that maybe you didn't anticipate, okay? Okay. All right. Somebody is suing Apple because one particular person had multiple instances of screen breakage on their iPhones. Okay. They're complaining about the so-called reconditioned phone they get in replacement. Now, before we go on here, most times when the screen breaks, you did something wrong or it's an accident. I don't know of any spontaneous screen combustion issues here. So you did something wrong. Apple's warranty lets you, I think, replace it twice for a specific $50. fee. All right. I think it's $50. It was 50 and I think maybe it's 79 now. Regardless, it's about less than half the price of the retail charge of replacing that screen. You break it, you own it, but you still can get it at a discount. Apple gives you a reconditioned iPhone or reconditioned iPad, whatever. It's reconditioned, which means it is certified at the factory being the equivalent of a new product, just like you buy a reconditioned Mac and it gets a full product warranty. Now, you've already used your iPhone before it broke. So isn't a reconditioned model the equivalent of what it was before it broke? Let's get on with that. 
Josh Centers here for one more segment of the Tech Night Owl Live. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Neighbor let Bitdefender worry about security. Just enjoy your Mac. Bitdefender antivirus for Mac. Complete protection 24-7. And take a selfie with your Mac, post it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and tag it Hugamac for a chance to win a MacBook Air. To learn more, go to bitdefender.com backslash Hugamac. Bitdefender.com backslash Hugamac. Thousands of people seeking home security get ripped off every day, and the home security industry wants you to believe that's your only option. They've got hordes of salesmen out there trying to scare you into signing one of their long-term contracts. You get stuck writing huge checks month after month with no way out. It's robbery by contract, and it can cost you thousands. But there's a better way to protect your home. Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has no contracts, none. You'll get award-winning 24-7 protection, security professionals watching over your home, ready to instantly send police to the rescue for just $14.99 per month. That's less than half what most companies charge. Protect your home the smart way. Visit simplysafedefense.com today for an exclusive 10% offer and get a free keychain remote worth $25 only when you go to simplysafedefense.com. Simplysafedefense.com. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, two of our top priorities are providing quality food at a reasonable price and protecting your security. When you call 800-700-2184, we will never record your phone call and never ask for your personal information, like how much food you have stored or where you keep it. We'll also never store your credit card information and email address on a computer. Your email address will never be shared or sold. We'll never limit the number of boxes you can purchase. We'll never use outside packers or use relabeled food from another company. Our meals are naturally high in fiber, carbs, and protein, and everything is packed with oxygen absorbers and mylar pouches under our direct supervision at our plant in Oregon. Oregon Trail Foods and 30dayfoodsupply.com keep prices low by buying directly from their producers in Oregon and then passing the savings on to you. Call 800-700-2184 and purchase our 30-day 90-serving emergency food supply for only $99 and $10 ships your entire order to lower 48. Visit our website 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 800-700-2184. That's 30dayfoodsupply.com at 800-700-2184. Hi, Coast to Coast listeners. I'm Kay Swirling from KSCO Radio in Santa Cruz. I'm 93 years old, and I'm a big fan of George Norrie because his topics and guests are fascinating and really get you thinking. George is just as bothered as I am by all the advertising you hear for toxic prescription drugs that make you sicker, not healthy. I prefer to give my body all 90 essential nutrients it needs for life. 
to prevent disease, not compound it. My favorite complete supplement is Beyond Tangy Tangerine from Longevity, which I take every day along with EFA Plus and Beyond OsteoFX, which together are called the Healthy Start Pack. I recommend you go online to criticalhealthnews.com to purchase these products. That's criticalhealthnews.com or call 855-949-RADIO. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. On the Tech Night Owl Live, we have this very strange lawsuit where someone is complaining about getting a reconditioned iPhone when they broke the screen. And I'm saying, well, fine, that's okay. It's not like a used thing. You're getting something that has been repaired, fixed, certified as equivalent to new quality. It's not a scratch. It looks new. I've had that happen. I had one instance where a screen broke and they gave me a reconditioned iPhone. That was fine. I kept it until I sold it off later. All right. No one's going to complain, except for some dumb lawsuit. Now, you're telling me here that you had an instance here where your wife's iPhone 5C screen cracked, right? What happened? (laughs) Well, long story short, uh, the two-year-old was throwing it around, and just over time, it uh, cracking up pretty bad, and and there was even a, a huge chip missing from a corner. I had somebody contact me from a company. I, I won't mention it here, but uh, the, the review of this device should be up uh, as you listen to this. Uh, so, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and, uh, but, but anyway, um, this guy contacted me and, said, and was like, hey, we sell, uh, we sell these kits. You know, I get lots of pitches every day, and most of them aren't relevant or interesting. But, uh, you know, this, this one was. And so I said, well, hey, you know, if you'd like me to test it out, I, I have the perfect test case here. And so he agreed and sent me one. You know, and long story short, I have to say, if uh, I'm pretty experienced with electronics, and I've been fooling with electronics my whole life. I've I've built things, modified things, you know, soldering. I've com- uh, assembled my own computers. I've even done some small iPhone repairs before. And y- you know, I gotta say, I, I would not do it again. <laughs> you know, I'm I-, I was eventually happy with the results, but it's a very very finicky process. You know, and even though it seemed quite simple, and and if Everything had gone to plan. It probably would have taken about 15 minutes. Um, ultimately, what the problem was on the replacement screen um, on the on the opposite side of your home button, there is a there's a little bracket there, and and that's what actually makes the connection with the with the home button connector uh, inside your iPhone. And this is like the kind of kits. Um, some kits are just the display, and you have to take the old parts off, like the camera and the home button, all this. Well, this came with all the new stuff, but the apparently the home button bracket was just bad on the one they sent me. So I had to, you know, what I finally found out I had to do was I had to remove the home bracket from the uh, the home button bracket from the original display assembly, remove it from the new one, put the put the old one onto the new display, and then it finally worked. But that took um, a lot of fooling around, a lot of fiddling around with stuff, um, emailing the company. And, and part, part of the reason I emailed the company is just, you know, for the review and just see, see what they would say. Um let me ask you a question here. What does okay. it cost for the kit? 
The kit, uh, off the top of my head, is about $65. Now, just thinking here, will they fix it for you if you decide, I don't want the kit. I just want someone to fix this thing and get it out of my hair. Will they take it in their factory and fix it? Uh, no, but I mean, I'm sure you could probably find, I could probably find someone fairly local who performs those kind of things. You know, I know, I know there's some iPhone repair services uh, in the area. Now, what's involved here in an iPhone 5C? What's involved in taking it apart and replacing the screen? I'm assuming the gizmo that handles the home button is okay. Okay. Um, all right. There's a lot of steps here, but I'll give you the simplest version I can. So you start, you remove the pentalobe screws from the bottom, which are on either side of the lightning connector. You remove those, you set them aside, um, then you, you take a tool, and uh, this came with a, an iSesimo, which is a, a neat uh, spudger-type tool. Uh, you know, you slip that under the bottom of the screen um, because it's connected to the top by a ribbon cable. So you start at the bottom, you pry the screen up, you go around very gently kind of prying it up. Lift that up, but not more than 90 degrees because if you do more than that, you could damage the ribbon cable. Um, inside, you find a, a shield connected by four screws. And you remove those screws. Now, now when you set them aside, you need to set them aside in the proper order because they're all different sizes. So uh, that's something you have to be aware of. You have to put them back exactly in the same hole. And three of them can be picked up with a magnetized screwdriver, but one cannot. So you have to also be careful about that. Um, tweezers are handy there. You take this little shield off. You'll see four connectors. The leftmost one is the battery. You want to avoid that one. So you take a spudger. You disconnect the three connectors. At that point, the display is disconnected from the iPhone. So you take your new display, and then you just reverse the process, which that, that's the tricky part, right? Because you have to get these little um, tiny, they're, they're almost like, mm, like cartridge connectors, like for an old video game system. You have to very carefully put them in place back in order. Uh, you then have to put the, you know, the shield back over that, put, put the screws back in the correct holes, fold the display back down. You have to do that, be very careful about that because you don't want to uh, damage the ribbon cable or, or disconnect anything. If you pull it too far, you'll you'll make one of those little connectors pop, and then, then you have to redo some steps. Well, assuming everything is fine, I'll skip the testing steps here. You just, uh, you know, you, you seat it back into the casing, and you uh, you put the, uh, the pendulum screws back in, and, you know, then you should be able to boot up your phone in theory, and it will uh, work just fine. Now, if I looked at your iPhone 5C after you did the repair, would I know you did the repair? Um, if you just look at the outside? Yes. Um, well, if you're asking about screen quality, now, the company that sent this, they sent a fantastic screen. Um, you know, I've had screen replacements before that um, the tint wasn't quite right, and you, you could see the digitizer grid and all that. No, this this is a totally stock-looking screen. It might be a stock screen. I don't know, but... Um, you know, it looks crystal clear. Looks just like the original. If you if you look carefully, you can probably see where I was pr- uh, little indentations in the plastic at the bottom where I was prying it. You know, if you're you know being really finicky. But I mean, uh, no, I mean it looks like a more or less like a brand new five C at this point uh, with the new screen. And then we put put it in a nice uh, OtterBox case, and it's uh, should be well protected now. If Apple. Fixes the screen. What do they charge? I'm thinking, what, $150, $200 or what? I think it's something like that. I've never had uh, Apple just fix a screen for me before, but that's that's the ballpark figure I've heard. All right. 
So it's possible to do. Bear in mind, it may not look perfect if you're finicky. But if you watch yourself, you can probably do it. And I promise you, I will never do it. Okay? (laughs) It's probably worth paying a little more to have a professional do it. And remember, you know, for the get your Apple Care warranty or something and let Apple figure it out because Apple will hand you a reconditioned model. They're not going to sit there and, okay, we'll fix it now. You know, they'll hand you equivalent to yours, the same model. I guess unless they don't have one in stock and then I guess they will fix it. I think they now fix those things on site. So that'll be the equivalent of the new model. I think that's still a better deal. But if you're in Josh's situation... We'll look forward to the review of this place to see what you think, with the hope, as I said, that maybe they'll decide they want to offer the service of fixing it themselves. Because as I said, I won't do it. I can use a soldering gun and all that stuff. I used to build radio kits when I was a kid. Not fixing iPhones. Not fixing Macs anymore. Josh Centers, please tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. My articles are in tidbits.com. My books are in takecontrolbooks.com, which was recently redesigned. And you can read my rantings and ravings on Twitter at jcenters. Josh Centers, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me back, Gene. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Now, a twice-as-nice Twin Kit special offer from Complete H2O Minerals for all GCN listeners. Get a Complete H2O Minerals Twin Kit with 33 different minerals, vitamins, and amino acids all in a liquid form. Enough for two people for one month. Regular price, $89.95. But now, Complete H2O Minerals is offering the Twin Kit for $69.95. And all GCN listeners receive a bonus 16-ounce bottle of Ionic Silver absolutely free with free shipping. A $120 total value. Hurry, limited time offer. Call 803-794-4767 or click CompleteH2OMinerals.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. 
ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. The human body is more than 60% water. Your brain and muscles are 75% water and your blood is 92% water. Water is vital to your body, and alkalizing your water is the key to keep it running at its best. AlkaVision Plasma pH drops keep your entire body healthy, boosts energy, promotes weight loss, and even fights cancer. Call 800-518-7615 or go to AlkaVision.com to find out more. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Everyone says or does something silly once in a while. But once that embarrassing thing is on the Internet, it can spread like a terrible rash. Put it to rest. Get a free expert analysis today from Reputation.com. It only takes 30 seconds. 800-831-0771. We protect your online image by helping to make sure that when people search for you or your business, they find the most current, accurate information possible. Reputation.com. Because word travels fast. Call for a free analysis today. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So before we started this segment with Jeff Gammon of the Mac Observer, he said, just a moment, let me make sure my Apple Watch is muted. Uh That seemed just like a nice professional courtesy. You depend on your Apple Watch. For some things, it's not as much of a fitness tracker for me as I thought it would be, but it's fantastic as an information triage tool for me. I love that I can... uh, Uh, set some alerts to go to my watch and other alerts stay on my phone. And uh, that way, when some sort of alert comes in, I know right away if it's really important because I feel it on my wrist. And if I feel it in my pocket, then I know that it's just something I need to check soon. Now, as our listeners know, I'm using a $12.88 stainless steel watch from Walmart. $12.88. It's a big calendar watch and it keeps time within about a second or so of my iMac so there you go and we know the case is stainless steel the bracelet i have no idea i can't find a label mm-hmm. and uh, my watch was 350 dollars. it's aluminum with a uh, uh, plastic band thing plastic band thing well apple has their own fancy word it's like uh oh i forgot what they call it it's like it's it's called the I forgot what I call it band thing. Yeah, I want to say it's like polylastomer or something like that. The reason they say that is because you have to get blasted to understand what it is. All right, I'll accept that. Okay, this sales disconnect. Everybody's freaking out over the fact that Apple isn't telling us how many Apple watches have been sold. It's kind of inferred in the other category or in the fact that they sold more Apple watches in nine weeks than. An iPad in nine weeks. So what's that? Two and a half, three million? 
Yeah, could be. They outsold the original iPhone for launch. They outsold the original iPad for launch. So we can just make estimates, guesses, really. We can make guesses at how many watches Apple really sold. So sure, 2 million, 3 million, 4 million, something like that. We have no real idea because Apple isn't saying. What I find interesting out of this initially is that people have a very short memory. Apple told us last September they weren't going to give us the numbers for Apple Watch. When it came time to uh, to hear numbers this week during the earnings report, we didn't get anything about Apple Watch numbers. And then people freaked out like Apple was suddenly obfuscating the sales for Apple Watch and were thinking this was something that just happened. When in fact, we've known since last September that we weren't going to get these numbers. I have a hypothesis as to why. I think that Apple knew that no matter what they did with the numbers, they were going to be skewered by the media and by analysts because we have such high expectations for everything that Apple does. Uh, well, look at iPhone sales. Apple sold 47.5 million iPhones in the quarter. They took market share away from Samsung. And they got hammered by analysts and investors because they didn't sell 48 million. And why would they have sold 48 million? Because some analysts said, well, it must be 48 million. Wait, it's 50 million. Yeah, you know, there, there's so much emotion involved in all of this. And when you when you try and put logic and math together with emotion, that's a really tough balance. Brian Chaffin from Mac Observer, he explained this to me, the, the way that, that works. When analysts come up with their projections for what a company is going to sell, the stocks are then sold or, or priced accordingly. Now, if a company doesn't actually meet those estimates, the stock has been sold at a higher value than it's actually worth. And then you get the sell-off. If they outperform what analysts expect, then they will be rewarded with an increase in stock value. Now, that, that's great on paper. That isn't how it always works. But at least after Brian explained that to me, it made a little more sense. It didn't seem quite so much like this is just a vindictive act that uh, follows every Apple earnings report. Then again, if you drive the stock down, certain people make money from that. And of course, there are people that want to see that happen so they can make money. All right. There are issues that Apple might have to consider with iPhone sales. Number one being there are possible economic issues in China. Mm -hmm. But then again, that could impact possibly the current quarter, although a new iPhone should be coming out sometime in the last part of September. That seems reasonable. Yep, that fits with their track record. And we know that China is the market that Apple – oh, how did Tim Cook put it? He's bullish on China. And uh, that what that tells me is Apple really thinks that their big market for the future is China. And I can see why that concerns some analysts, because the market in China, the economy in China, there's there's concerns about what's happening. So, yeah, I can see where that would spill over into Apple. But uh, clearly, Apple thinks that regardless of what the financial situation is in China, that it's going to be a big moneymaker for them. Then the other issue that Apple is confronting, since we're talking about issues, 
is iTunes and Apple Music. And there's an article by one of your writers, an editorial at the Mac Observer, entitled, iTunes Needs to Break Up with Itself. Oh, what's your perception? My perception is that iTunes is really frustrating right now. The interface has not been able to keep up with what the application is anymore. iTunes started life, it didn't even start life at Apple. It started life as a music management app for the Mac, and it was called SoundJam. And then Apple bought the application. Then they rebranded SoundJam as iTunes. It was a really great application for an era where we were ripping our own CDs and we're storing all of those CDs on our computers. And we needed to have a system that was really slick for letting us rip CDs, make playlists, and burn new albums. And iTunes, it was the bomb. I mean, it was great for that. Times changed. And we started getting all of these other syncing things that needed to happen because there's data going to other devices. Then we had the App Store come along and, and the iTunes Music Store come along. Now we have this application that was designed to handle content from the CD era. It's getting all of this other content from the digital era thrown at it. It's just kind of spiraled out of control. And now it's our interface for Apple Music, too. It's not holding up under age. So what do we do about iTunes? Well, right now it seems what we do is complain. What, what would be nice is if we could do something more productive. And by we, I mean Apple. And, and I'm assuming that Apple really is trying to sort out the whole iTunes mess. And I think what they need to do is figure out how can they gracefully take the components that make up what iTunes is today and pull them apart so that we can have more streamlined interfaces that are easier to understand, but at the same time, don't break everything that we already have. And I think that's the big problem for Apple. They have this back end that iTunes ties into, and, and that's what lets us look at apps on the App Store and buy music through the iTunes Store and now link back into, into Apple Music. This is stuff that I don't think Apple was really in a position to anticipate when they first started with SoundJam. They've figured out how to put pieces together along the way, and I think that we've had an outcome that they didn't expect, that, that this whole system became complex in a way that no one was able to anticipate. And now Apple has to figure out how do we take this really complex mess that has become iTunes and turn it into something or several some things that are easier to use, are much friendlier to use, but at the same time aren't going to break what we already have. And I don't know what the answer is for that. Let's either. do our break here and we'll continue. Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer is here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. leading the way for the nation compelling talk for every political persuasion we are gcn 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state in back taxes, you know they'll never stop coming after you. With bank levies, wage garnishments, they'll even seize your home or business. The good news? A government program for tax debt forgiveness. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative. I'm Paul Sibley. With U.S. Tax Shield, we can help navigate the new laws, get you protected, and resolve your tax issues permanently. Call the experts at U.S. Tax Shield now for your free consultation and get a guaranteed quote to resolve your case. Call 800-436-6451. That's 800-436-6451. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpillard.com. If you're worried about your health and you're tired of the nasty side effects of harsh drugs or antibiotics, then look no further. Supernatural Silver is the answer. Supernatural Silver is a powerful immune system enhancer that can be used every day to help keep you healthy and well with none of those nasty side effects. It's extremely safe for use internally as well as topically. And Supernatural Silver is hundreds of times more effective than colloidal or ionic silver. It is perfect for use in the sinuses, eyes, ears, and on any wound or skin issue. Supernatural Silver is also extremely effective when taken orally and can help fight off bacteria, viruses, and mold that may be overwhelming your immune system. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code SILVER2015 for 30% off of your entire order and give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance with Supernatural Silver. Did you know that drinking pure, high alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps 
helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. We have Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer looking at the problems of iTunes. So I gather here a lot of it is not so much the front end of the app, but the way it writes its own data and the way it pulls data from iCloud. That's what I'm thinking. Because if it was just the front end, I think Apple could have fairly easily pulled the whole thing apart and given us something like they have in iOS, where we have a music app, we have a videos app, and you know, all the pieces are self-contained applications that give us an interface that's appropriate for the kind of content we're working with. Well, part of the problem also here is obviously on iPhone, separating the apps makes sense because every app there tends to be more limited function. But here, a lot of the products are related to each other. You know, so maybe you're looking at a movie and now there's the soundtrack album or vice versa. Mm -hmm. There's so much of a relationship between each product. So the integration makes sense. The problem being that Apple is failing because of the database and all that integration. And they they have constant problems with services at iCloud going down. Yeah, this is to the point where for a lot of people in the tech industry, it's kind of an ongoing joke where people talk about how Apple is great at everything except the cloud. It just really kind of feels that way. They can make really great hardware. For the most part, they make really great applications. And they offer some really great services But when it comes to really giving us a reliable and robust cloud-type service, and in in this case, we're talking about about music and video streaming and storage, they're just not able to pull it together. People are really not comfortable trusting their data to iCloud. And And I can see why. Apple really needs to work on the reliability and then convince people once they've done that, that it's okay to trust them again. Now, to be fair, we know that Microsoft has problems occasionally with their cloud services. Amazon does as well. But Apple is supposed to be in a different league. So when Apple has the problem, you know, it's a serious problem. To be fair, Apple is building out new data centers. So this way they have more capacity. But I don't know whether it's a capacity issue or something else. And we can get into one of those right now, which is, of course... The story that we mentioned earlier with Josh Centers of Tidbits, and that is that somebody who is a really good friend of Apple, somebody who is really tight with Apple and gets scoops about Apple, is now having a divorce, a divorce with Apple Music. And we're talking about Jim Dalrymple of The Loop. And his problem is, among other things, 4,700 songs he ripped from CDs. 4,700. So we're talking there about what? 400, 450 albums. 
Mm-hmm. Kaput, they're gone. I assume he has backups, but still. No, he doesn't. He, how does he not have a backup? I don't know, but he, he didn't have a backup for that music. And Jim totally owns up to the fact that that was a mistake on his part to not have that backup. Uh, and, but, you know, the, the loss of those songs, that was almost a side effect of what was really bothering him. It was clearly a, a, a straw breaking the camel's back. He, he was initially really frustrated with the fact that, that Apple Music doesn't seem to properly understand the difference between albums that may have the same songs. Uh, as an example, let's say you buy uh, an album from your favorite artist and then you buy their best of album. And that best of album has songs from several different, different albums, including the one you already own. So you go to download the best of album from Apple Music, but you already own the, the, this other album. And it downloads seven songs instead of ten, because three of the songs came from the album you already own. Now you have an incomplete album. And he was, he was dealing with problems like that, where, where songs that ought to, to download from Apple Music don't. And he was dealing with problems where, in some cases, full albums that were supposed to have downloaded never would. He, he was dealing with missing songs, uh, incomplete albums, uh, wrong songs showing up. And it, it just kept getting worse and worse. And then in the end, he lost the, the 4,700 songs as part of this whole thing, trying to, uh, to get all of his music to match back up again. That's a problem. Now, I think if you are someone that is not... Oh, what's a good way to put it? If you haven't been as invested for as long in, in uh, music as someone like Jim has been, where you've spent years and years and years putting together uh, a library from CDs that you've ripped yourself, this may not be as much of a problem. And, and I'm not making excuses for Apple. I, I just think that... This this may be part of the issue. It's that people like us that have been collecting music our own ways for years and years and years, we, we're not the people that Apple Music is going to work properly for, or at least has less likelihood to work properly. If you're someone that has been all about, about streaming music services for the past several years anyhow, I think this is a much more graceful transition and is likely to work better for you overall. But if you have the mixture of different sources of music, that's where you have the problem because suddenly data is exchanged yes. between your local Mac or PC or iOS device and, of course, Apple servers. And that's where everything can go wrong. Yes. And uh, talking with some of my writers at Mac Observer this morning, we uh, came up with the the hypothesis that a lot of this may relate just to metadata. And that's because the iTunes store favors its own metadata over metadata that you may have entered into, into the songs that you've collected. So maybe you have a slightly different name for an album or a track on an album, or you have a different genre assigned to it than Apple does. Apple's going to favor its own metadata for those songs over yours. 
And I think that may be causing some of the, uh, the missing songs that people have been encountering. So here it's a matter of anything that respects the norm is okay as soon as there are gray areas. Apple doesn't get the gray areas. That sounds to me like we understand the problem with Jim's loss of music because he yeah, failed maybe. to back up. That's his yeah. problem. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I blame him for that because anything might happen. But I would think here that as Apple Music progresses, Apple ought to be able to figure out the problems and work on them. I mean, it doesn't bring back 4,700 tracks from Jim Dalrymple, however. No, it doesn't. But if, if the problems that Jim went through are the same problems a lot of other people are dealing with, the fact that Jim has a more open door into Apple than some other people do, that may work in everyone's benefit now because maybe Jim will be in a, uh, a willing to share more of his personal iTunes library data with Apple and he can work along with them to try and sort out why this happened. And then in the end, we get a solution and we all benefit from from that. And uh, and while it really, really sucks that Jim has to deal with with the loss of his music and all the headaches that went along with that, maybe we can get some good out of that. I would think the very hour this happened, Apple would have reached out to Jim to say, hey, what's going on here? You know, it's very possible that that within minutes of Jim posting his 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 article that he was getting a phone call from Apple. I I know that things like that do happen and not just for Jim, but yeah, occasionally someone will write an article where they are very critical of a specific issue they're having with something Apple has made and they get a call and it's from Apple. And that call is, Hey, we saw your article. We see what your problem is. We want to work with you and fix it. And, uh, and I think that's great because first it means we're beyond the old days of Apple where it was basically an information black hole. And, uh, and now we're in an era where Apple is being more proactive about dealing with these issues. And then also, if they are being more proactive, maybe we'll get fixes to these bigger problems sooner than we otherwise would have. Once again, I have to spank Jim for not backing up. But on the other hand, I hope Apple reaches out to him and figures out what's wrong and fixes it because there are other people who have encountered database problems with the iCloud Music Library. More to come with Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Eye Live. The nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we're discussing our friend Jim Dalrymple of The Loop and his problems with Apple Music. Now, I don't think I've lost any files with Apple Music, at least not that I've discovered so far. I haven't been as dedicated to ripping all my CDs. I just rip the ones I tend to want to listen to now. So mm -hmm. maybe it's a few dozen, not a few hundred. My mm -hmm. problem is, is that Apple Music is stupid. <laughs> and the reason I say this is, well, you know, I've been using it now for three and a half weeks, whatever. It debuted mm -hmm. on the 30th of June. Yeah. And I've been specific in music for iOS in saying what I don't want. Because you can tap and hold something and from the context menu say, I don't want that one. Mm -hmm. That feature is not available in iTunes. Regardless, I don't want Barry Manilow. You know, he may be a perfectly nice guy. I don't listen to his music. I don't want it there. It's still there. I don't want Tom Jones. Maybe a perfectly nice guy. I have no idea. I don't care. I don't want his music. But it's that sort of thing where I guess because my wife once bought a Paul Potts album mm -hmm. and therefore they somehow assumed things from looking at my music library. But yeah. if I say, I don't want it, they're not listening. That message ought to be clear and crystal. I mean, 90% of what I have there is accurate. The essential Eddie Arnold is not. I'm looking over the list. <laughs> now, I work for a country music station. Maybe Apple reads my mind, because many years ago, I worked for a country music station. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we played music from all the greats in country music, and that included Eddie Arnold. Mm -hmm. Now, how they would know that, I don't know, because since I left that station... Many, many years ago, I have not played an Eddie Arnold song. And yet there it is. 
And they yet, are. there it is. So explain that to me. I mean, they've got good things there. They've got David Bowie, Todd Rundgren. They've got Joni Mitchell. They got mm-hmm. Billy Joel. Well, you know, kind of hit or miss yeah. about Billy Joel. Yeah, it depends on the song. It depends on the song. Neil Diamond. Uh huh. My sister in law went to the same high school as Neil Diamond, though they're like five years apart. So maybe I feel close to Neil Diamond because of that. And well, also, he fair, sings Neil in the Diamond same register as I do. Oh, well, that's that's handy. Plus, he puts on a really good show. I I am totally comfortable saying I went to a live Neil Diamond show once, just by chance. I I ended up with tickets, and it was a really fun show. That that guy knows how to how to entertain an audience. But anyhow, that's not the point. The the point is you're getting this music that you don't want, and the interface that Apple has given us doesn't make it as easy as it ought to be to tell Apple Music, I don't want these songs. Now, what I found is that if you are in the For Me music section and a song is playing and you favor to the song, over time, that will influence the, the music selection that you're getting. It's, I think it's easier to do on the iPhone than on the Mac, but you can go in and say, yeah, I don't like this song. But how many people are going to think to go just over to the For You section and start playing music and hope that the songs that they, they don't want to hear show up so they can tag them that way? I have no idea what they think they're going to accomplish by not getting it. I'm assuming the algorithms and the stuff on the computer will get fixed. I, I'm and eventually, so. we'll be able to have this problem solved. I think so. Apple has a very vested interest in making sure that Apple Music is a success. And they also have the, the bonus of having bought Beats. So they have all the infrastructure that, that Beats has or had, plus they have the staff. So they have some people that have some experience in this beyond what, what Apple had before. Now, part of the problem may indeed be Beats. It may be the fact that they have to still integrate that technology. But you know what? It didn't have to be introduced on June 30th. No, it didn't have to. But for whatever reason, that was the date that Apple was going to do it. So I'm assuming that means that there's some stuff that happened behind the scenes that made that a very important date for, for Apple Music to launch. Yeah, I have a piece here over at a Mac Observer. Senator Franken thinks Apple is a streaming music bully. Now, Senator Al Franken is a Democrat from Minnesota, but we mostly know him from Saturday Night Live. And he was also in a movie called Trading Places, you know, the one with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie <gasps> oh, Murphy. That's right, I forgot. And he, he plays this kind of goofy character. And that's what I think of of Al Franken. Now, if you observe Senator Franken in action, he's a well-educated guy, very smart, very careful, very circumspect. He's not a wild-eyed comedian at all. You know, so when to- he says things, even if you disagree with his politics, you have to listen to him. So why does he think Apple is a streaming music bully? Okay, so what he's concerned about is whether or not Apple 
is is crossing the line over into into potential antitrust violations with with Apple Music. He's concerned that the deals that Apple struck with record labels may be pushing record labels or at least assisting record labels into ending free streaming music tiers for the different services. So like Spotify and Pandora, they wouldn't be able to to offer a free level of access to their content. And then he's also worried that because of the way the pricing policies work through the App Store, that Apple has either by chance or by design created an unfair advantage for themselves pricing-wise, in the streaming music market. And what he's referring to specifically is the fact that when you download the Spotify or the Pandora or the RDO app to your iPhone and then decide to use the in-app option to pay for a subscription, Apple gets 30% of that because that's how the App Store works. You make an in-app purchase in any app and Apple's going to take a 30% cut. That's, That's how it works. So since everyone is basically charging $9.99 a month for their service and they're probably making almost no money from that at all, anything that's taken away from that is cutting into the margins for, for that streaming service provider. So in this case... I'll use Spotify as the, as the example because they actually raised their the price they charge for an in-app subscription purchase. So they charge $12.99 in-app as opposed to $9.99. Well, Apple is still charging $9.99, and, uh, and so Apple's price is lower. That's Now, the thing about this, too, with this kind of in-app purchase for a subscription, the payment is in perpetuity. Which means as long as you subscribe to Spotify, you're locked into that. Now, maybe if Apple gets the 30% commission for the first month. I mean, something has to give because that's not fair to the customer. But on the other hand, they can make any deal they want. Apple is not forced to make an agreement because you think it's not fair. If they think it's fair, if the people who sign the agreements think it's fair, then maybe it's fair. You know, sure. it's not as if it's not as if there's no competition. Right. I mean, we still have Google Play, and if Google makes some kind of exclusive deal with one of their providers, or if Spotify makes an exclusive deal with an artist, do we investigate them? No, we don't. Uh, and and Spotify is not bound to have to charge a higher price. In, uh, for an in-app purchase. That's something they choose to do. And that's something they chose to do from the beginning. Let's go more into this. Okay. Spotify, Apple, antitrust, because of what Senator Franken says. I still can't forget Saturday Night Live. Forgive me. I can't forget that, no matter what, no matter how good he is. Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer is here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. <laughs> Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 
300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. If you're worried about your health and you're tired of the nasty side effects of harsh drugs or antibiotics, then look no further. Supernatural Silver is the answer. Supernatural Silver is a powerful immune system enhancer that can be used every day to help keep you healthy and well with none of those nasty side effects. It's extremely safe for use internally as well as topically. And Supernatural Silver is hundreds of times more effective than colloidal or ionic silver. It is perfect for use in the sinuses, eyes, ears, and on any wound or skin issue. Supernatural Silver is also extremely effective when taken orally and can help fight off bacteria, viruses, and mold that may be overwhelming your immune system. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code SILVER2015 for 30% off of your entire order and give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance with Supernatural Silver. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. 
That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Now, because one U.S. senator, and he's in the minority party, says Apple Music is doing some funky things and we need to investigate them, the chances that the rest of the Senate will pick up on it, that the majority will pick up on it, is at the low end of zero, right? You would think, but really what he did was he wrote essentially an open letter that, uh, that is going to now be tagged onto an informal investigation that the FTC has already started. So the FTC has been informally looking into Apple's practices. He's really just calling for this to become a formal investigation. Now, so, I want to ask you here, though, mm-hmm. is this something that is with regard to the investigation related to the same thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is all about potential antitrust violations on Apple's part. Now, calling for the investigation, while it looks the same as an accusation, it is not the same. So this investigation that, that at this point is just basically uh, an informal inquiry, should the FTC get to the end of that and decide, yeah, there's nothing wrong here, then it ends. If they decide that it warrants a formal investigation, then they will start that. And then that does not necessarily mean that they're going to find that Apple is violating antitrust laws. So we're not guaranteed that simply because Senator Franken wrote a letter and because the FTC has been kind of looking around a little bit that Apple's about to get smacked down. I mean, it could happen, but but that's certainly not a guarantee. Remember here that Apple Music is brand new. Right. And yeah, there's nothing, again, old. to stop any other company from making exclusive deals with artists. Right. And there's nothing that forced Spotify to decide from the beginning to price their in-app purchase for a subscription higher than they're charging on their website. That, that's something they chose to do long before Apple was in the streaming music market. And they've been pushing their customers to go to the website, their own website, to sign up and to, and to pay their subscriptions for, uh, for a long time. So that so it's not like we're looking at Spotify doing something new. The only change here is that now Apple is in the streaming music market too. Well, we have to see how Apple does with that, of course. Yeah. I expect they are now number one because I of the know. sheer volume of people they're serving or will be after all those subscriptions are due. Yeah. Th- now, see, that'll be the, the real thing there. Everyone that signed up for Apple Music on the first day, they signed up for three months for free. So at the end of those three months, how many of those people are still going to be part of Apple Music? How many of them are are going to be willing to pay $10 a month for the service? And I don't know. My guess is that it will be a lot of people, but it's certainly going to be a subset of those that signed up right at the beginning. As I said, I think it'll be number one. Just think, for example, they're all talking about the claim that the Apple Watch is unsuccessful. 
But one survey indicated Apple had 75% of the market already. You know, Apple can can be as successful as they want with the, with the watch, and it will be seen as a failure. And that's because it is not going to sell on the scale that the iPhone does. It's an iPhone accessory. That means it's, it's going to be bought by a subset of Apple users. And, and because of that, Apple is just, well, they're, they're screwed as far as, uh, as numbers go for, for the Apple Watch. It doesn't matter how successful they are. It will never be good enough. Well, obviously, with the iPhone, it's not good enough. 35% increase in sales? Nah. Smack them down. Not good enough. Samsung yeah. having problems? Keeping up market share? Nah. Apple's not doing good enough. Yeah. You, you see that a lot? Well, there's, there's a lot of very high expectations surrounding Apple and the products the company makes. And right or wrong, if Apple doesn't, doesn't hit or exceed the numbers that analysts and investors want to see happen, it's just not good enough. And, uh, you know, okay, so let's, let's say that Samsung made the Apple Watch and it was as successful as the Apple Watch is. So let's, let's go with that. Uh, well, let's go with 3 million sales, just, just for argument's sake. Apple sells 3 million Apple Watches, and it's a failure. If Samsung sold 3 million smartwatches, it would be a phenomenal success. Samsung, by the way, sold 400,000, according to estimates I saw, for yeah. the whole quarter, not just nine weeks. Right. And here's Apple selling millions of watches in, in a single quarter. Well, in less than a quarter. And yeah, nine weeks. We're talking about April yeah. 24th through the end of June. Now, right. remember, too, that for most of that period, you couldn't get an Apple Watch. It was back-ordered. Right. And, and you, you couldn't buy one in a store. You could go see one in a store. You, you had to buy online and then go on a waiting list and hope your watch would show up soon. Apple has gotten much better at getting those watches out. And depending on the model you want, you can even go into a store and buy one now, which is great. But when Apple burned through all these watches that, that it sold during that nine-week period, that was done pretty much at a point where it was really, really hard to get one. And they still sold that many. Now, wouldn't it, though, be better for Apple and the stock price to say, okay, this is what we sold? I mean, it's not because of the bad news, because we know the iPad the news wasn't so great. But that information is out there now. So look, whatever they did with Apple Watch, we assume it's 3 million or more, maybe 4 million. That's pretty darn good for something that's been out for nine weeks, was backordered for most of that period, outdoing any other company by many times. That's a good thing. They should be proud of that. But when you just say, well, we're seeing sales that meet or exceed our expectations and all this nonsense like Amazon does when you ask them about how certain things sold. What about the Kindles? What's the sales? Oh, it's better than we expected. Sure. How many did you sell? We sold more than last quarter. Yeah, which, which could be we sold five. Or it could be we sold 10 million. You know, who knows? It, it's, it, it seems on the surface that being very transparent about Apple Watch sales by units would be in Apple's benefit. Also, remember, 
there will be speculation. Whatever they do, industry analysts will look at the figures and infer something. Of course so anyone who's a competitor, they kind of know what those figures are going to be. They have a way of estimating that. They can probably come within half a million of the sales or less or a quarter million. They've got a pretty good estimate based on what you have out there. So it's not as if this is a secret, but we have something here that's not a secret. It's the fact that we're talking to Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer. And I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Healthy, organic, fresh fish, robust, mouth-watering vegetables, all from your home. It's called aquaponics. This brilliant, self-sustaining protein and veggie system is perfect for year-round growing. Know exactly where your food is coming from. Aquaponicsource.com is the one-stop shop for all your needs. Fish, fish food, plumbing, full systems, classes, and more. Learn to build your own system. Go to aquaponicsource.com for a free guide to aquaponics. That's aquaponicsource.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hey, neighbor, what are you doing digging? You had a heart attack last year. Oh, I know. I was told no more hard labor. Then why are you digging? Well, I've been taking Extendovite. It's been approved to help my heart. Extendovite? Is that a new drug? No, not a drug. It's uh, more like an herbal combination made from garlic and cayenne. Herbal? How can that help? Well, actually, we've taken herbs for thousands of years, and Extendivite is doing the job for me. Does your doctor know about Extendivite? Yeah, my doctor knows, and he said it seems to be working for you, so don't stop taking it. I feel great taking Extendivite. I don't want to stop. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Hi, this is Steve Spillum for Midas Resources. In 1971, President Nixon took the United States off the gold standard and put us into a fiat currency. This allowed Congress and the Federal Reserve to create trillions of dollars out of thin air. The national debt has risen to incredible heights, and your hard-earned dollars buy a small fraction of what they once did. The average life expectancy for a fiat currency is 27 years. The dollar is failing and on borrowed time. When currencies fall, people turn to gold and silver because gold and silver have been real money for more than 5,000 years. It is our mission at Midas Resources resources to help you preserve your capital. Don't let your personal savings shrink to nothing. For important free information on how you can protect your personal wealth, contact me, Steve Spillum, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Call today while we are still accepting dollars for gold and silver. 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Make a change in your financial security today. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 308.
Everyone says or does something silly once in a while. But once that embarrassing thing is on the Internet, it can spread like a terrible rash. Put it to rest. Get a free expert analysis today from Reputation.com. It only takes 30 seconds. 800-831-0771. We protect your online image by helping to make sure that when people search for you or your business, they find the most current, accurate information possible. Reputation.com. Because word travels fast. Call for a free analysis today. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. We love that you're passionate about GCN. And whether you're a listener, a business owner, or a radio industry professional, we've redesigned the new GCN newsletter to keep you in the know. Get updates on your favorite GCN shows and hosts. Go to GCNlive.com and click on the banner in the upper left corner. Just for signing up, you're automatically entered for monthly giveaways. Start receiving your newsletter today. The future of talk radio. GCN. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So it's the world and the winter of disconnect from Apple. Whatever they do, (laughs) Wall Street knocks them. Now, we went through this for a long time. In 2013, for example, where there were rumors, unfounded rumors of poor sales of iPhones, etc. Apple's stock price was knocked down. Most of those rumors were false. Mm-hmm. But it took a long time for Apple's stock price to catch up. It's down now, but not by a lot. Not no, by an awful lot. It hasn't tanked. It's a few dollars less. But it had been trading in that range pretty much up until like the last week or so. Yeah, and I'm sure part of what happened with the stock cuz you know cuz it kind of shot up and then dropped and that's probably at least to a degree people that that are playing the market and and they know when to buy and when to sell to maximize their profits and there are people that that have a vested interest in seeing Apple stock go down around the earnings report time because that ends up driving up their own profit in the market. And, and I'm not saying that people were intentionally uh, manipulating Apple stock, but there are people that know how to play the game so that they can maximize their investment. And I'm sure some of that was happening. That's just how the stock market works. It's a game that you shouldn't play unless you're prepared to lose something. I agree completely. Yes. Don't invest money you can't afford to lose. All right. Apple Watch. I don't know. We'll have to see. So far, I haven't gotten my review copy. I do, however, have this $12.88 watch that I'm perfectly happy with. So we'll have to see what happens. Review that. Oh, hmm. Yeah, there's an idea. Review a $12.88 Walmart watch. I kind of want to keep it longer and see how it holds up. I've only had it for maybe three weeks or so or four weeks. And as I said, it keeps time within one second. That's pretty good. You can't knock that. No, one second. You can't. Hey, what do you want? Now, I have to see also how long the battery lasts. What do you get, like one to three years off these batteries? For this watch, it's going to cost half as much as I paid for it to replace the battery. Yeah. That's fine. If I want to replace it... Within three years, the watch goes bad, it'll still cost like $6 to get a new one. 
Yeah. But if it lasts for a year or two, I'm ahead of the game. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, at the at at the point where your battery dies, now you have to make the the very serious decision. Do I replace the battery or do I just buy a new watch? Well, I have not gone to an Apple store lusting after an Apple watch. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't like one. I've always had watches. And I'd be interested if I had the opportunity. But I don't really feel I can allocate that money to waste. If it's not a product that you feel is going to be worth the price for you, then it does not make sense to buy it. I mean, it's simple as that. It doesn't mean that Apple made a bad product. It doesn't mean that they have failed. It just means that it's not a product that you feel you need. And and that's okay. And remember also, the big thing here is that Apple Watch is still an accessory. I'm sure there is an Apple Watch in Apple's test labs that's not an accessory. It's a standalone device. Has everything in it, including the cellular radio. And I can see where sometime in the next two or three years, you'll buy an Apple Watch. There'll be two versions, with or without the cellular connection. With the cellular connection, it becomes, you know, a six or $700 device minimum. And in that particular case, you'd have the option of going through your wireless carrier for one. Mm -hmm. Yep. And if uh, this new style of SIM card that Apple's working on in conjunction with Samsung ends up uh, coming together and becoming a thing, that means that you don't even have a physical SIM card in your device anymore. It's, It's a virtual SIM card. Well, that frees up a lot of space in the watch. So yeah, at that point, It would be much easier to take an Apple Watch and turn it into a full-on replacement for your iPhone, just with a really small screen. So what do you think of the fact that it seems that other than the lawsuits over the smartphones, the one remaining lawsuit in the U.S., in every other way, Apple and Samsung are cooperating in the sense that Apple still buys billions of dollars worth of parts from Samsung. Right. And and yet we have this uh, patent lawsuit that's still looming. I think they're looking for a face-saving way to get rid of that and to drop it somehow, resolve it, move on. Yeah, although it's in Apple's benefit from a legal standpoint to take this as far as it can so that it gets a, so it gets a court ruling in its favor or maintains the court ruling in its favor. Because at that point, they are in a much stronger position should they need to defend those patents against other companies. When, when you have the, the court ruling behind you as opposed to a settlement, that's a much stronger hammer to wield in a courtroom. So I'm sure Apple would love this and Samsung would love this to just go away. But I think Apple really needs to keep pushing it from a legal strategy standpoint. And remember, at the end of the day, even if Samsung pays nothing after everything is resolved, even if they quietly shake hands, it's done, move on. Yeah, yeah. And when they move on, then uh, from Apple's perspective, hopefully they will have the, the courtroom win still standing that they need. And for Samsung, the problem is just out of their hair and they move on to the, to the next phone or tablet they're going to make. And also think more carefully next time about what the design looks like and whether something will infringe on Apple. So that's the most important thing. It's not so much whether Apple gets a few hundred million out of this, because that's nothing to Apple. It is the precedent that's being set. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the big win for Apple. They need that. And that that will go a long way for them 
uh, when it comes to future negotiations with companies. That, yeah, because other companies, they're not going to want to go to court or they will be reticent to go to court over patent infringement involving those patents if Apple still has a, a, a legal win with those. Speaking of winning something, we have somebody out there. You might have read about this, and I mentioned it in our previous segment with Josh Centers. So somebody files a lawsuit against Apple because they've had the screens repaired on their iPhones a couple of times. Must be very clumsy people. It's actually one person, very clumsy person. Um, They'll sue me now for saying that, but I didn't mention their name, all right? They're being sued Apple because of supposedly they're giving you a reconditioned phone as part of the warranty replacement. So you bring in the phone, the screen's broken. They could fix the screen Mm -hmm. or just give you an equivalent product, the same phone, reconditioned. Now, reconditioned doesn't mean it's like an old, worn-out unit. It's something that may have been returned by a customer. It may have had a defect at the factory, and it was held back. And then they Mm -hmm. fix it. And then if the customer returns it, they clean it up, they check it out, make sure it meets the specs of the brand-new product, and it's given out. In fact, a lot of people buy reconditioned Apple gear because you save money and you get basically the same thing. Who cares what happened as long as the thing is, for all practical purposes, like the new product? If you are using an iPhone for a few months and you break it or it goes bad, instead of being fixed, they replace it with a reconditioned model. It's probably newer than the one that you turned into them. So what's the problem? The, The problem is people want something for free. And, uh, and, and a lot of people feel that because they did something, in this case, broke the screen on their phone, that they deserve a brand new phone. Now, if, if I buy a brand new iPhone and three days into having the, that brand new iPhone, it stops working properly and I take it into the Apple store and they give me a reconditioned phone, at that point, I'll be upset. I want a brand new phone because I just bought a brand new phone and I paid f- the full price for the brand new phone. That's what I expect to have. Okay, but- let's, let's do that in our next segment. We've got Jeff Gamut at the Mac Observer. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. 
Virtually anyone can hack your cell phone and track your calls, your texts, your emails, your every movement, but only if they can detect a signal. Stay one step ahead of hackers and Big Brother with a Block It Pocket, a custom-made pocket infused with pure silver that creates a complete Faraday enclosure for your cell phone. For free shipping to the lower 48, visit BlockItPocket.com or call 888-315-9618, BlockItPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. As if chlorine in our water weren't bad enough, now they're adding ammonia? It's true. Some municipalities are now adding ammonia plus chlorine to your water supply. It's a disinfectant called chloramine. But with a trusted Big Berkey water filter, you can keep chloramine out of your water. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show EPA Berkey water filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria and viruses, all forms of fluoride, and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market. The gold standard in water purification. And our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get your Big Berkey today. Call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Healthy elimination is essential to high energy, a cheerful mood, and prevention of disease. Some of the founders of our modern holistic health thinking state that disease begins in a toxic colon. A toxic intestinal tract is the foundation for virtually all degenerative disease, and a clean and well-moving intestinal tract is the foundation of health. I just want to say that you folks have an amazing product. I've taken whey protein products for years, and I've never noticed results I have with your product. I've suffered with bouts of constipation most of my life. Within a few days of taking One World Whey, I noticed a dramatic change. Also, in the past few years, I've experienced symptoms associated with diabetes. I feel horrible when I've had too much sugar, and I've been getting the foot pain as well. But I've noticed in the past week or so, I'm not feeling bad anymore, and the foot pain is gone. I'm just finishing up a five-pound tub I ordered and just got off the phone ordering more. I love your product. Thank you. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer. And we're discussing here somebody is filing a lawsuit against Apple because they're not satisfied with getting a reconditioned iPhone in exchange for the one they broke. Now, as you say, well, if you get a brand new phone and a few days later you get a reconditioned model because that one stopped working, maybe you have a right to complain. But if Apple considers that reconditioned product equivalent to be the same thing, maybe it's not such an issue after all. 
Think about that. You know, that's mm-hmm. one of those gray areas, and I'm not going to get into the gray areas because it gets to be very complicated. <laughs> now, but think funny. about it this way, the comparison. You buy a new car, and it's a year old, and the car gets totaled. Not because of anything you did. You might have the car in a parking lot, and you're inside, and you're at a restaurant, and some truck smashes into it, smashes it against the wall, and that car is toast. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not your insurance company will give you a new car is a question mark. Some claim they'll give you a car that's one year newer. So if it's less than a year old, you get a brand new car. If it's more than a year old, you're still getting a used car, but one that is better than what you had. Right. You're not going to get a new car if that car is totaled. Right. Yeah. Using the car analogy, uh, the the complaint that that this lawsuit has, to me, it would be like if I was driving down the road and a rock hit my windshield, and I'm in Colorado, so that happens a lot to people, my windshield is now cracked. So I have a broken windshield. If I go back to the Volvo dealership where I bought my car and say my windshield's cracked and they put a new windshield in the car, that's great. But I can't expect that they're going to just give me a new car because I've broken my windshield. With a car, unless it's totaled, they will replace the part that's broken. Right. It's the bumper. It's the fender. It's the engine. Yeah, It's the sunroof. It's the windshield. I had one windshield on my Kia replaced so far. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't complain. Okay, I got a new windshield. Let me get on with my life. Right. And it's not like you went in and they looked at your car and the windshield is broken, which they can easily replace, and said, you know what? Here, take this this used car that we completely reconditioned. It's as good as new. Just take this one instead. That that doesn't happen. But, I mean, you go into an Apple store and you have a a screen that, that you broke. And instead of replacing the screen, they say, here, you know what? Take this this iPhone, yes, is reconditioned, but it's as good as a new one. Just take it. That's actually a really nice deal, I think. That happened to me once, by the way. I had a broken screen. In my case, though, it's a really strange story. I've told it from time to time on the Tech Night Out Live. I'll explain it now. Here's what happened. So I go into an Apple store to buy a new case for my iPhone. We take it out of the old case. They put it on a table and... The salesperson hits herself against the table, you know, knocks against the table, and the thing slides onto the floor, and the screen is broken. Oh. oh. So I said, okay, I think you just found yourself having to fix that screen or replace my iPhone. They gave me a reconditioned iPhone. The other one was maybe six months old. Mm-hmm. Here is a reconditioned iPhone equivalent to the new shipping product. I was happy within... A half hour, I was out of there. Yes, I had to go home and, you know, restore my backup. You know, unlike Jim Dalrymple with his music, I had a full backup of my iPhone. So I went home. Within half an hour, it was back to normal. Mm-hmm. End of story. That was it. Stuff happens. Get over it. I think there's a, a misguided sense of self-entitlement that a lot of people have. And and I think in some ways our society may have been a, a kind of cultivating that in people. And now we have situations like this that crop up where someone breaks the screen on their iPhone. Apple will give them a replacement phone. They may not even be charging them for it because of Apple Care. Well, under Apple Care, bear in mind this. 
under Apple Care, if it's a new screen, there's a service fee. I don't know whether it's 49 or 79. I think it depends on the model. They'll charge you a service fee for that. They're not going to give you a free iPhone because you cracked the screen. They're allowing for you to screw up twice during mm-hmm. the course of the Apple Care policy. Okay, you have Apple Care. You can mess up twice. You can be careless twice. And for a relatively affordable price, you get a equivalent of a brand new iPhone, even though it's not new. Yeah, that's that's really nice. I don't know what's wrong with that. Well, uh, a misguided sense of self entitlement. That's that's what's wrong. Well, I hope that the judge who sees this case will laugh it out of the courtroom. You know, say, "Look, what is it that you think you're doing here? You know, are you wacko?" Maybe in a case like that, which is a nuisance lawsuit, he'll say, "I'll tell you what, you pay the fee." Yeah. I think that's a totally reasonable outcome. Yeah, send, send the people packing and you dismiss the case, and they can pay court costs for wasting the court's time, and we all move on with life. And if another lawyer's there, say from Apple, pay Apple's lawyers $700 an hour fee. Go ahead. You know, you take a chance. That's it. Now, this is not to discourage legitimate lawsuits where there is a chance you've got something, or even a slight chance. But something that's so whacked out on the face of it, you know, you've got to stop that stuff. The thing that bothers me, though, is that a few media outlets, not yours, not mine, a few media outlets quote this lawsuit, quote what's alleged, and there's no reality check. They don't quote somebody saying, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What's wrong with someone who's careless enough to twice destroy their iPhone by cracking the screen, getting the equivalent of a new iPhone for a modest price. Yeah. Also, if you drop your iPhone that much, put a case on it. Oh, you think? Just a hunch. I will never go out without a case. The second I get an iPhone, case. Yeah. I I love my iPhone naked. But I never actually take it outside naked because, actually, it sounds kind of funny when I say it that way. But no, my, my iPhone always goes outside with a case on it because we have gravity. And at some point, my iPhone is probably going to get dropped. And without a case, I'm going to be really, really upset. Okay, what kind of floors do you have? Carpet, tile, what? I have uh, hardwood floors, but I have uh, an area rug in, in one section. Okay, You have a hardwood floor. Don't walk around with that iPhone without a case because if you drop it on the hardwood floor, the screen is toast. Just a lesson for you. Jeff Gamut, please tell our (laughs) listeners where they can find more of your stuff. People can find me over at MacObserver.com along with a lot of really talented writers. And they can find me on Twitter. I'm Jay Gamut there. You can find me on all kinds of podcasts. And also at Fresh Brewed Tales, I write about the ridiculous things I see people do in coffee shops just for fun. Okay. He's not going to listen to me, by the way. He's not going to take the case off his iPhone inside, but just be forewarned. Yeah, just be forewarned. (laughs) You can find us on Twitter where we're known as Tech Night Owl. We're Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Look for Gene Steinberg on Facebook. If he has a plaid shirt, more than likely, he's me. We have another radio show, by the way. It's about UFOs and things that go bump in the night called The Paracast at paracast.com. And this weekend, we're going to have a special Shop Talk listener roundtable featuring a gentleman by the name of Don Ecker, also Gogs Mackay, Gentleman from Scotland who sounds like Scotty, 
and Kurt Collins on the Paracast at Paracast.com. We've got one more thing for you. It's called Tech Night Owl Plus. What's it about? Well, some of you write us and say, you know what? We don't like commercials. What can we do? We have to fast forward like you do with a DVR. So we decided, with permission of the network, of course, to offer an ad-free version of the show. We take out 41 minutes of network ads. We give you a higher quality audio file. And it's just a modest monthly or annual or five-year subscription fee. It's called Tech Night Owl Plus, the service. You want to know more? Go to plus, P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. You don't need the www or the HTTP and all that stuff. Forget it. Plus dot to learn more about Tech Night Owl Plus. Jeff Gamet, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me on. It's always a blast. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.